This is the Word of God from the household of David Church. It is a message designed to raise men after God's own heart. Listen and be blessed. Hallelujah. Amen. Alright, this morning, we are going to be talking about something. This is things of the Spirit, so let's go a little bit deep this morning. Hallelujah. Before we sit down, let's um, read um, two or three scriptures. John chapter 3, from verse 1 to 3. Hallelujah. It says, There was a man of the Pharisees named Nicodemus, a ruler of the Jews. This man came to Jesus by night and said to him, Rabbi, we know that you are a teacher from God. For no one can do these signs that you do unless God is with him. Now, Jesus responded uh, to give another perspective. Now, Jesus said um, to him, Most assuredly, I say to you, unless one is born again, he cannot see the kingdom of God. Hallelujah. Somebody say born again. First Peter chapter 1 verse 23. It says, having been born again, not of the corruptible seed, but of the incorruptible, hallelujah, through the word of God, which lives and abides forever. Having been what? Born again. Somebody say, born again. Now, let's look at the same first Peter, verse um, chapter 2, verse 2 to 3, hallelujah. It says, as newborn babes, Remember, born, right? Now he's not saying, as newborn babes, desire the pure milk of the world, that you may what? Grow thereby. Indeed, you have tasted that the Lord is gracious. Can we have our seat this morning? So this morning, I'm going to be speaking, or I'm going to be giving us a charge that I titled, No More Babies. Tell anybody, say, No More Babies. Look at our neighbor, say no more babies. Say no more babies. Hallelujah. The last scripture says, as newborn babes desire the pure milk of the word, hallelujah, that you may what? Grow. In other words, the, the, the idea of being born again is not a full stop. Am I making sense this morning? The scripture says that the reason why you should desire the pure milk of the world is that you may do what? Not just that you may consume it, you know, and then you, you have big tummy. You know, you, you know some babies, big tummy, big head, but stunted growth. That's not the idea. Amen? Some people are like that in the spirit, you know. But I will get there. Hallelujah. So that you may what? Grow thereby. Hebrews chapter 5. Just follow me. You know, I like to build. Hebrews chapter 5, a little bit of a long read. We are going to read verse 12 to 14, which is the end of that chapter. So we'll now move to the next chapter and read um, verse 1 and 2. For though by this time you ought to be teachers, you need someone to teach you again the first principles of the oracles of God. And you have come to need milk and not solid food. Please wait. Did the scripture not say in 2 Peter? That you should desire the pure milk of the world, that you may grow. Now, what is um, Paul saying here? That you have come to need milk and not solid food. 
In other words, there is a time for milk. And there is a time for that milk to grow you into solid food. Am I making sense? Hallelujah. For everyone who partakes only of milk is unskilled. So the problem is not the milk. The problem is that that's the only thing you are stuck with. Am I making sense this morning? The problem is not the milk. The problem is that's the only thing you are stuck with. The rudiments. Let, let me know the top ahead of myself. Next verse. But solid food belongs to who? Those who are of full age. That is those who are mature. You know, who by the reason of use have their senses exercised to discern both good and evil. Now, chapter 6 is a continuation. Therefore, leaving the discussions of the elementary principles of Christ. There are elementary principles of Christ, which many of us are still arguing. We don't even understand yet. Hallelujah. It says, let us go on to perfection. If you read NLT or some other let us go on to maturity, not laying again the foundation of repentance from dead works and of faith towards God. Next verse. Of the doctrine of baptism, of laying on of hands, and of resurrection of the dead. Hallelujah. Amen. Am I making sense? There is nothing wrong with being a child, but there is everything wrong in staying a child. Look at the neighbor say there is nothing wrong in being a child. But there is everything wrong in staying a child. When a person that is born, after 10 years, is still a child, you know what it's called? It's called a disorder. It means that, 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 that phenomenon is not out of order. Amen. So when you become born again, and after 15, 20 years, you are still a baby. You have spiritual growth disorder. Am I making sense? Is it clear enough? Now, somebody might be wondering, why do I need to grow? I don't want to grow, self. <laughs> Listen. If you do not grow, I want to jump ahead of myself and I'll come back. A Christian that will not grow cannot experience victory. Look at your neighbor. Say, a Christian that will not grow will not experience consistent victory. Could possible. Tell your neighbor. You don't. <laughs> Hallelujah. Amen. Now, what are the major indices of growth, spiritual growth? How do we know? What do we look at to know that somebody is growing? I'm just going to give us three basic ones. Number one is thought, your thoughts. Number two, your words. Number three, your actions. Number one, number two, Number three, hallelujah. Now let's look at scripture. First Corinthians chapter 13, verse 11. Hallelujah. I want us to see it together. First Corinthians chapter 13, verse 11. Is he up? All right, let me read it. When I was a child, I spoke as a child. I understood as a child. I thought as a child, but when I became a man, 
I put away childish things. Hallelujah. Can we do it together now? Want to go? When I was a child, there is a way children talk. There is a way children in the kingdom talk. There is a way. There is a way children in the kingdom think. You know, when we talk about speaking rightly, it's not just it's not just so that you can um, um, help your life align. It's because it's a, it's, it's a fundamental index of growth. Hallelujah. Am I making sense this morning? One, I mean, for example, I was saying this morning that my son was saying, Daddy, teach this place, read this place. He was talking like a child right it makes absolute sense to him hope you know so when you go on social media and you see people that say they are christians you know many years ago i used to have plenty of time to argue on facebook basically at, um, um you know scriptures and all that then after a while i discovered that it's a waste of time because a lot of times you're arguing with babies. It's a waste of time. A lot of times, the people you're arguing with are not at the level of your, you know, discourse. So, you have, you have said one to me. How many of you have seen some people go under pastor, pastor's post to be saying nonsense? You will look at what the person is saying. You will look at what was posted and you cannot see the correlation. You just decide to interpret what you think you are reading and begin to fight yourself. You know why? Baby. Hallelujah. So one of the ways we know whether you are growing we listen to the things you are saying. And I'm not talking about Christianese. It is well. Uh, you know those things that we say. We listen to what you are saying. We listen to how you are saying what you are saying. And then we begin to decode whether you are growing or you are stunted. Hallelujah. Because out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth will speak. So whatever is in your thought is what you are saying out. Hallelujah. First Corinthians chapter 3. Verse 1 3. Paul speaking here says, And I, brethren, could not speak to you as unto spiritual people, but as unto carnal, as to babes in Christ. You see that? Fed you with milk and not with solid food. For until now you were not able to receive it. And even now you are still not able. Now look at verse 3. For you are still carnal. For where there are envy, strife, divisions among you are you not carnal behaving like mere men what's the third index of growth your actions can you see that 
Paul is saying one of the ways I know that you are babies. Look at the way you are behaving. Look at the way you are behaving. Hallelujah. Are you not still what? Carnal. Behaving like mere men. Operating like the man that is not born again. I used to say this and let me say it. A baby Christian is very, very similar to an unbeliever. Very, very similar. The only way you will know their difference is if you can look in the spirit. Oh, this one is born again. This one is not born again. But from the outward appearance, from the behavioral patterns, they are very similar. Why? He has refused to grow. Hallelujah. Am I making sense? It's, it's, don't let me jump ahead of myself. Hallelujah. Why is it important that we grow? Why is it important that we grow? Listen, if we do not grow in Christ Jesus, <laughs> it's problem. The reason why we are having such so much weakness in church is because people have refused to grow, even though they have been born again for 20 years. The reason why people will come to church and you know, let me give some of the examples, pastors. Pastor gives uh, one or shall say something. You are not coming to church again. Do you know that? Ah, I don't understand those things. I'm still struggling to understand. I, I don't think I can ever understand it. In the first place, did I come to church because of you? Is it me that I started coming to church for me, but no? Because God said, Follow Pastor, I somebody usher will not step on me. I will not say I'm not coming again. I don't understand. Who sent you here? How did you get here? Are you here because of God? Am I making sense? What is your driving force in the first place? It is those who are led by the Spirit that are the sons of God. The problem is that many times we are operating outside the leading of, of, of the Spirit. In fact, that is the default state of a lot of people. Outside the confines of the dictates of the Spirit. So it is easy for you to just say, hey, that's why you get into a relationship today and get out tomorrow. Get on our tomorrow and get out next, the next day. What is wrong with you? You are a baby. That's your problem. No capacity to stay. Why do we need to grow? Colossians chapter 2, verse 6 to 8 says, As you therefore have received Christ Jesus the Lord, so walk in him, rooted and built up, and established in faith, as you have been taught, abounding in it with thanksgiving. Now look at verse 8. Beware. Say beware. Lest anyone cheats you through... See, let me, let me just even stop there. If you remain a baby, they will cheat you. That is why you carry your money and go and give one prophet. That's a, uh, yeah, yeah. after you have not prayed gone on all manner of fast that they are prescribed you know done this done that done that and you not say it's not working <laughs> now you they work nonsense hallelujah they teach you through philosophy you go, somebody just comes and just says one can get something on facebook you say ah it's true it's true Zero ability to filter in the spirit. Eh, ah, somebody just say, ah, eh, it's true. All these churches, eh, 
We don't have manufacturing. You know, one day. <laughs> don't let me even start. I don't, <laughs> I don't have time. Don't let me even start. Empty the seats according to the tradition of men. A lot of us, we are talking here. We would rather go with tradition than go with the word of God. According to the basic principles of the word. This, I can pick a whole message on this particular phrase. The Bible is not saying that the principles of the world do not exist and do not make sense. But it's saying that you are supposed to operate beyond those principles. You didn't hear me. It says, and not according to Christ. In other words, the operation of Christ is above every other thing that has been listed. It's not the message for, for, for this morning. Don't let me, don't let me deviate. Hallelujah. Why do we need to grow? Ephesians chapter 4. Quickly, let's read verse 11 to 14. And he himself gave some apostles, some prophets, some evangelists, some pastors and teachers. Next verse. For the equipping of the saints, for the work of ministry, for the edifying of the body of Christ. Next verse. Till we all come to the unity of faith. Please, next verse. That we should no longer be what? Again, let's say together. Thus to and fro, and carried about with every wind of doctrine. Somebody says, hmm, hmm, say hmm. Don't do as if, don't do, don't, don't do as if you know anybody like that. Just say, hmm, hmm. Today, they say, eh, this is, um, somebody should borrow me some of these doctrines that they, that they are teaching now. Uh-huh. God is not in heaven. You say, hey, what? He doesn't live in that. I don't even want, ah, yeah. The moment somebody is saying something, like two, three scriptures are already banging in my head. And my life, I'm like, but you know the, your problem, you don't know scripture. So everything they say, say, hey, Antonio, hey, Abby, no be so. Tossed to and fro by every wind of doctrine. Zero roots. So you just do, oh, hallelujah. By the decree of man, Somebody comes and just bamboozles you. Just gives you one fine, fine something. You say, ah! My head deep. In the cunning craftiness of deceitful plotting. Can you give me this particular verse in NLT if you have it? I want to show you something. NLT if you have it. That we no longer be immature like children. We won't be tossed and blown about by every wind of new teaching. My dear, let me tell you something. A teaching that is not rooted in the world. There is no new revelation anywhere. Do every error that has been touched now has been taught before. Go and study church history. And start seeing that. Saying, mm-hmm, mm-hmm, and what, what? Read your Bibles. We will not be influenced when people try to trick us with lies. So clever they sound like truths. Let me move. I still have a long way to go. Hallelujah. So let's look at three paradigms. I call them of spiritual growth. I call the first one rooted in Christ. Somebody say rooted in Christ. Say rooted in Christ. 
a man that will grow spiritually must be rooted in Christ. Let's go back to Ephesians chapter 3. From verse 14 to 19. For this reason I bow my knees to the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, from whom the whole family in heaven and on earth is named, that I will grant you according to the riches of his glory to be strengthened with my true spirit in the inner man, that Christ may dwell in your heart through faith, that you being rooted and grounded in love, may be able to do what comprehend with all the saints, what is the width, the length, the depth, and the height, to know the love of Christ which passes knowledge, that you may be what? Filled with the fullness of God. If you do not stay and take root, you will not be able to comprehend the dimensions of God. Someone say the dimensions of God. It's not, these things are not, you cannot wish them into yourself. Hallelujah. You must take root and then we will be able to comprehend. Someone say comprehend. The focus of being rooted is to be firmly established, to be entrenched. That is when you will not be tossed to and fro by every wind of doctrine. Am I making sense? When you are rooted, it will not be easy for things to just carry you about. When you are rooted, it will be hard for you to say, um, I don't want to say this because it's going to be like, it's going to be, it's going to be like I'm having some people, so and it's just the example that came to my heart. So let me just continue. Hallelujah. Colossians chapter 2, verse 6 to 7 says, As you therefore have received Christ Jesus, so walk in him, rooted and built up. A man that will be built must first be rooted. Did you, did you see that? Say rooted, then built up. And as Establish in the faith. Let me say this and let me say it boldly. Christians and other religions, we are not the same. I know some of you, or some, I don't know, I want to believe we are not here. Maybe the people here. <laughs> you say, ah, we are serving the same God. We are not serving the same God. When I see Christians, church-going Christians, they say, ah, meet the person I want to marry. And the person is not born again. In my head, I'm wondering, you know, I'm not looking at that person. You have just showed me who you are. Nepios, a child. You don't know what you are doing. You don't know what you are doing. You have zero idea of what you are doing. What you are saying makes sense to you. Because why? You are a baby. Hallelujah. How to be rooted in Christ is to sit. Somebody say sit. How to be rooted in Christ is to fellowship. That's what I mean. Sit down. Sit down. Stop running at us. Sit down with the word. Hallelujah. Somebody say sit down. Luke chapter 10. Let's look at this very popular story. And 
you will, we will see ourselves in there. Just speak your own. Don't, don't need to tell anybody. And she had a sister called Mary who also sat at Jesus' feet and heard his word. But Martha was distracted. Kaya. With so much serving. Is it bad to serve? Is it bad to serve in church? Is it bad to serve people outside? But as long as you are not sitting first, the Bible says it's a distraction. And you know, you know, normal something now. You just get ah, these these ones are not they are not serious. That's what Martha said. Lord, do you not care that my sister led me to serve alone? Ah. Huh? <laughs> Therefore, tell her to help me. See what Jesus said. And Jesus answered. Let's read this together. I want to go. Next verse. Ladies and gentlemen, can I submit to you that it is what you have gotten in a place of sitting with the world that cannot be taken away from you. Every other thing will go. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. When the storms come, it is what you have gotten in the place of sitting. Oh God. Let me just, let me just run. Let me leave, leave some of the other scriptures here. And just go on to the second paradigm. But let me say. That in this place of sitting. Is where our thoughts are reconfigured. That is where the renewal happens. Inside. In this place of sitting, the word is a lamp to our feet. In this place of sitting, the word is a lamp to our feet. It's helping us to be rooted. The second paradigm is walking in Christ. The first one is what? Rooted in Christ. The second paradigm is walking in Christ. Colossians chapter 2 verse 6. As you have therefore received Christ Jesus the Lord, so what? Walk in him. John 10, 27. Jesus talking says, My sheep hear my voice, and I know them, and they what? Follow me. There is a walking to be done. Hallelujah. Somebody said there is a walking to be done. There is a walking to be done. Hallelujah. First John chapter 2 verse 5 to 6 says, But whosoever keeps his word, Truly the love of God is perfected in him. By this we know that we are in him. He who says he abides in him ought himself also to do what? Walk just as he walked. There is a walking to be done. Hallelujah. Now let me read that in NLT. But those who obey God's word truly show how completely they love him. That is how we know we are living in him. Those who say they live in God should live their lives as Jesus did. So there is a routine, then there is a walking. There is a there is an expression of that sitting. Hallelujah. How to walk in Christ is simply by doing the word that you received where you are sitting. Did you hear me? You know what that is called? That's called faith. What I just said, that's called faith. How to walk in Christ. Right? 
is by doing the word that you received while you were sitting. That's faith. And we cannot be fruitful if we do not live by faith. You cannot. Cannot be fruitful if we do not live by faith. James chapter 1 verse 22 to 25 says, but um, be doers of the word and not hearers only, deceiving yourselves. For if anyone is a hearer of the word and not a doer, he is like a man observing his natural face in the mirror. For he observes himself, goes away, and immediately forgets what kind of man he was. Look at verse 25. But he who looks into the perfect law of liberty and continues in it. In other words, that sitting and the walking, they are concurrent you know, actions. As you are sitting, you are walking. As you are walking, then you enter the third paradigm. You are doing exploits. So I'm coming there. They, they are not, it, it's not as if you finish one and then you start the other and then you start the other. As you are sitting, there's an expression of that sitting uh, in walking in faith. And as you are walking in faith, you are doing what? Doing exploits in Christ. That's the third paradigm. Exploits in Christ. Hallelujah. I'm jumping because my time is up. The purpose of working in Christ is to be productive with the word. In this paradigm, the word is a light to our part. Did you hear that? In the first paradigm, the word is a lamp to our feet. In this paradigm, the word is a light to our part because we are walking. We are following it. We are behaving like Jesus. And in the third paradigm, you are the light. Let me say it again. <laughs> What's the third paradigm? No. What's the third paradigm? Exploits in Christ. And in th that third paradigm, you are the light. Because that is the paradigm for exploits. Hebrews. I've jumped. To, I've, I've jumped. <laughs> Hebrews. Hebrews chapter 11. Let me just show you something. Now faith is the substance of things hoped for. The evidence of things not seen. For by it the elders obtained a good testimony. You know when, when you, do you know why some people come and say, um, God of Baba, um, um, Ayobabalala or God of, um, you know, Kadebue? It's not because they like their demo. It's because of their exploits in Christ. Did you hear me? Hallelujah. So the Bible is saying here that how did they get those exploits? By faith. For by it the elders obtained a good testimony. <laughs> Look at what Amplified says. Kayabaya. For by faith the men of old had divine testimony born to them of Obtained a good report. Now, if you look at, I mean, Hebrews 11, but let me just pick one or two on a hand. Let's look at Abraham in Hebrews. Let's look at verse 8 to verse 12 first. Listen, I, you see, this last part is the part that many Christians like. We want to do exploits, but we don't want to pay the sacrifice for the exploits. We don't want to sit. We don't want to walk, but we want to do exploits. 
But the reason why it's not happening, and we have been praying, you have gone for how many prayer meetings, how many, you know, both online and physical. Look at Abraham. By faith, Abraham, when he was called by God, obeyed. Number one exploit every Christian must do is obedience. And somebody, some, I think somebody thought I would say laying off, laying off of hands or something. If you cannot obey what you heard when you were sitting, you can no exploits. Hallelujah. Let's go to the next verse. By faith, he lived as a foreigner in the promised land. <laughs> I don't have time to explain all this. As in a strange land, living in tents with Isaac and Jacob. Next verse. He was waiting. Ex- please go back to New King James. New King James, please. He waited for the city which has foundations, whose builder and maker is God. Next verse. Someone say by faith. Sarah herself also received strength to conceive seed. If there is any limitation you are struggling with, probably faith has not come yet. You know, um, some years ago in um, let me close let me close with this. Some years ago in household meeting, we're talking about faith and Somebody asked the question, that is, it, is it that there are sometimes that faith does not work? And I said, there is no time faith does not work. If it doesn't work, it's not faith. Because by the nature of faith, it is impossible for it not to work. But I don't have the time to explain that. Right? Listen. But the problem is this we put our interpretation to the word of faith. You didn't hear that? When you put your interpretation to the word of faith, the result that will come out will not be commensurate to your own interpretation. If you read down, the Bible says, by faith, some were son asunder. But every time we assume that what the definition of the results of faith must be something that we call good. I know you didn't hear me. Maybe another day I will continue. Can we rise to our feet? It's things of the spirit. Oh, don't mind me. That's why I went this way. <laughs> Hallelujah. Because it's important that we grow. Somebody say grow. Look how neighbor say no more babies. Father, we give you all the praise. Can we lift up our hands this morning? In just one minute, just thank God for the word. And ask that the word will take root in your heart by faith. That the word will take root. Father, we give you praise. We give you praise, we give you praise, we give you praise, we give you praise. Glory be to your name. In Jesus' name, we'll pray. Thank you for being a part of our broadcast. You know, we never like to end without giving you an opportunity to make Jesus Christ the Lord of your life. Coming into Christ 
is beyond joining a church, is beyond a religion. It is joining God's family. And that is done when you believe in Christ Jesus. So I just want to lead you right away now. If you are, if you want to give your heart to Christ, just say after me, say, Lord Jesus, I believe that you died and rose again and that you paid for my sins. I accept you as my Lord and my Savior. And from today, I belong to you. If you have said those words, will be late. You are born again. You are part of God's family right now. You can go ahead and rejoice about it. God bless you. We love you. Stay blessed.